Hey, this is David Q from the All Points West Podcast Network, and this month you need to check out the latest from House on Fire. Gabby Rodriguez and her co-host Sammy Gazda interviewed Nobel Prize winning scientist Michael Mann about decades of climate change disinformation that's been fueled by special interest groups, fossil fuel companies, and politicians. It's an incredible interview, and it's up now, so go follow, rate, and review the show. Now listen, there's a couple of podcasts out there called House on Fire, so don't accept any substitutes. Be sure you're listening to the first, the original, the true House on Fire, the one with the white background. That's brought to you by the Clio Institute. You can also find the right House on Fire podcast on Clio's website at clioinstitute.org. Only accept the best. Go find House on Fire by the Clio Institute wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, don't look at that. I, I want to do that with you another time. I didn't get to finish it. Okay. Yeah, I never saw this. Because I, I don't get notifications out of this. Like, I have to actually manually look. Well, yeah, that's the benefit of... Um... Oh, what's this, like? this sounds good. I like this song. Thank you. What I is this song this about? Besides secrets. Well, uh, in, the, um, in the music video, which is kind of a collaboration with photographer slash filmmaker and in the in the video it's this girl at, at this uh, winery and she's having an affair so that's what my god are. Is, is she ever found out uh no no she's not and then it, it kind of looks is like, she ever um, punished <laughs> you you would think that she would be but that's because she deserves the, the viewer's imagination to be punished a woman that cheats they all deserve, deserve to be punished. they actually every woman <laughs> deserves to be punished regardless of what they've done or regardless not. of whatever actions they've, they have done up to that point in their life i don't know where this episode's going <laughs> the all women should be punished episode <laughs> for being women i suppose i i don't know so I'm, shout out to Kate Woodman for making that music video, <laughs> I guess. It's <laughs> like Kate. We'll be in touch <laughs> about the consequences of your behavior. Look forward to working together again in a collaborative environment. Five stars. <laughs> starts on Fiverr <laughs> where she probably found you <laughs> I love this famous photographer is, is, is on Fiverr <laughs> that's, where she, that's where she connects with me <laughs> where can I find just some fucking trash bag <laughs> we'll just do anything for some 30 asshole. bucks or something just some dumb asshole just subsist. Where can I find the compositional equivalent, the composer equivalent of a of of a of a um of a subsistence farmer in like Thailand? <laughs> Somebody who's just literally living off of the the handful of beans that they grow every month. Did you know that about that's uh, you. like eight, eight- Eight years ago, I, I had this uh, sort of like phone interview to do music for a company, and 
like like to exclusively do music for a company and i found out during the interview that they would have wanted me to uh live in vietnam i think why what? that does not sound <laughs> credible nothing about that sounds credible <laughs> <laughs> when I found that, I was like, uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you um, like willingly remove yourself from yeah. the consideration? Yeah. The and I have no idea if it was a scam or not, but I mean, it seemed real. It was like, I, I think that they just had a whole lot of money and bought like a big property and wanted all their in-house composers to live on the property. But I mean, it could have totally just been a scam. So. It was a scam. Oh, um, mm-hmm. oh, that this was a, comp- a composer thing. Yeah. Holy shit, Dave, you almost got snared in one of the biggest scams in, that's going on in Hollywood. I read a whole thing about this. This is a real thing. Really? Yeah. They, um, they, oh man. Yeah. The con queen, Hollywood con queen scam. And, and recently a whole bunch of like shit came out about this. So they've had to change it up. So I don't know how long ago that was that you had that interview or whatever. It was a long time ago. Okay. The con, which has been successfully operated for several years, targets entertainment industry gig workers who travel to Indonesia believing that they have been recruited to work on the production of a film or television show. In this scam, gig workers in the entertainment industry are approached via phone or email by an individual claiming to be an executive, director, casting agent, or producer. The target of the scam is presented with an opportunity to work on a film or television project and is encouraged to travel to, it says here, Jakarta, Indonesia. To scout for maybe it lo- was to scout yeah, uh, for locations and participate in meetings. When they arrive, the ma- the target is toured around various destinations. Here's what happens: they they pair you up with this driver who doesn't speak any English, <laughs> and they're sort of like, uh, like the the there's a weird thing about this this scam because there's no way that they really get much. Mo- they don't get much money out of it. They like yeah. using some sort of like thing where they buy the plane ticket and then you float the plane ticket, but like you end up using the plane ticket, you end up using it. So it's not like they get the money back, but there's some sort of like exchange rate or credit card exchange rate or something like that little, like a, a, an angle that they run where on the transaction, they make like 300 bucks or something. And, right. Right. And it's nothing. Especially considering all the work they have to go through. They have to pair you up with a driver for two days. They have to, like, do all this stuff to, like, you know, it requires so much work. But um, apparently it turned out to be that it was this uh, this real nutbag um, uh, guy named um, Hargobind Punjabi Taliramani. Uh, and... <laughs> He's he's really just a uh, like sort of like a weird online scammer that also goes around in um, uh, getting himself booked on like uh, food influencer shows and huh. like Instagram influencer shows and he, he it's not some well organized uh, ring of people it's just this dude this one guy and um, he apparently has such a high volume of this scam that he's pulling in. And he's raking in like, um, like tens of thousands of dollars, and just kind of living on the come, you know, like running all these other little scams and doing yeah. brands and shit like that. He's he, he's just this really weird guy. And what I remember, I remember, what stuck out to me about this story that I found to be so interesting is that at no point is any law broken. 
Oh, I bet. There's yeah. no law that's broken. There's nothing you can do to go after this guy. He can just continue to do this. And like, <laughs> it's insane. Um, and because, and I mean, obviously there are laws that are broken. Like he's, you know, it's it, you would be like, oh, well, this is wire fraud or mail fraud. But like, what I mean when I say that there's no law that's broken, there's no law that's been broken that has a an entity, a law enforcement agency that can enforce it from where it's being broken. And right, it's just right. this really unique, weird melange of circumstances where this guy has figured out some scam that he just pulls people in. They end up going there. They think they're moving there for a period of time to work at a right. company. And they yeah. end up... Um, Eventually, the driver abandons them, and they're just left in a hotel room that they don't have. And they just have they have to get back on a plane and figure their, figure out how to get back home. Um, now, everybody always wonders, like, oh well, shouldn't it be that like that's the point where they really extort you, where they have you stuck in another country? The nightmare is that you're stuck in another country and you have nothing, and you right, are like, right. what do I do? What do I do? That's when they would like put the screws to you, as it were. But no. They just leave. The guy just leaves you because yeah, like, he's already gotten it. just a couple of hundred bucks somehow, bucks, and it's done. Bucks. Yeah, done. done before before anything gets too heavy, and before he can implicate himself in a way that like actually gets him in trouble. It's just damn. That's funny. Done. And uh, it was booking you for music work, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was you, yeah. you probably almost almost got hooked up with this guy. Apparently, Amy Pascal fell for it. Like all these people, like it's amazing. Like it's really like high. But who who was smart enough to get out before it was too late? Jewish Dave. Jewish Dave. Just by generally, <laughs> but smart enough to listen to the like nagging, like lack of uh of of like anything any any kind of like commitment anything that would be like oh I have to go do something. And really show up and like move things. <laughs> How many phone calls is this going to require? Is there air conditioning? Is there air conditioning along every step of the way? Talk to me about the air conditioning in the cabs. Talk to me about how far you would hate Asia. Have you ever read about the, the way traffic is in Asia, where it's oh. like uh, they'll be like they'll be like <laughs> they'll be like from Mumbai. To the local province, it's approximately seven miles or thirteen hours driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? what? Why? And you will be hanging on the whole time. Yeah, to, like a luggage rack, <laughs> a Murphy bed, like p- pinned to the back of a of a rickshaw. Um, uh, yeah, so sounds scary. So that's good. What's what's uh, what have you got on your mind? Oh, what do I got on my mind? I get you know what I just did like a half hour ago. I booked my tickets this weekend to see three thirty p.m. Not to see you, although that because of this that will come soon. But uh, no, my first time back to the movie theater since March fifteenth of two thousand twenty. You're gonna see the one about the monkeys and um, yes, the guy, the other yes, guy. Yes, that's. The monkey and the guy. That's that's <laughs> the official working title. <laughs> hey, that's the monkey and the guy. People, I want to be the guy getting pissed because people are calling um, Kong King Kong a monkey and not a <laughs> not a Get monkey. Right. He's a great he's a great ape. He's not a monkey. <laughs> What's that from? What even what even is that guy? I don't. 
<laughs> first of what all, chimpanzee's not a monkey. He's a great ape. <laughs> no, he's, oh, well, that is all, from something. First of all, <laughs> chimpanzee's a great ape. He's not a monkey. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> You'll never guess it in a million years. Um, sounds so familiar. It's Judd Hirsch in uh, playing a oh, sheriff. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Who would ever fucking have Step that? Step away from the orangutan. Orangutan. <laughs> Put your hands up. Step away from the orangutan. <laughs> yeah, underrated movie. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody gives that movie the love that it deserves. Um, man, what a shitty day. I was reading that there were uh, multiple uh, shooting incidents in, I think, Nashville and in Knoxville, and mm. uh, like, and there's been like a real. I don't know, man. What's been going on? There's been like a real spate of these things. I always feel we like know it, what's going on. People are getting back out there. And so, of course, that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess. It, it's, it, are, were people like were people like holding off or something like that? I mean, like. I, I, are, were they were we, stuck home, I guess. I don't know. Although, then again, about, I mean, it seems like that should have started a while ago, I guess. Were we, weren't we just talking about like that crime was up or something like that? That people were. But I guess that. You know these. You, you can't always jibe like these mass. These like, well, it's not really mass shootings. All these things, but like these multiple shootings, these little spates of violence. You can't jibe them with a uh, a, a broad uptick or identification of a trend in um, statistics because they're not they're outliers, right? But mm. I mean, they contribute obviously to an overall culture of of like boringly predictable violence, but. Um, but like as 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 a measure of of violent rates of of crime, you can't really say like, oh, there were five big shootings. To, like the Vegas shooting probably only contributed overall like a very small percentage to whether or not there were more more or less homicides in the United States in in right. twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, right? Twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah. So like. Even, even one like that is, you know, not. I did read on the topic of better news that today was the second day in a row that Nevada has had no COVID deaths. So yes, that's, that's something. yeah. We st- still have plenty of cases, but yeah, no, no deaths today. And it seems like the amount of cases is going up and down, up and down, up and down. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think that we're one of the better states as far as getting the vaccine out. I, I don't have exact numbers, but I think that we're doing like a really good job as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I read somewhere that um, that here in and this might be nationally too, but here in Florida, we were going to have uh, like all adults or everybody over sixteen is like going to fifty percent will have at least one shot in their arm by the end of this week, which mm. is is good because that means they're only. A, like two or three more weeks away from all being fully, like, you know, uh, like yeah. all of that set of 50% of people will be fully vac- vaccinated, you know? And you, you've gotten both, right? I've got both, of your, baby. Has the rest of your family gotten it yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got nice. the, um, the, my in-laws flew in from Puerto Rico. They've been vaccinated for like a month at this point. And nice. um, so we're in this house. We uh, accept untested chemicals 
Yes. Free of criticism if it means that we can have our lives back. Yeah, go back and get a sandwich in a restaurant. In this house, we believe in science. So (laughs) give me that mRNA, which I'm not entirely, I vaguely remember it from 10th grade bio. Like the, (laughs) what I know the difference between RNA and DNA and like deoxyribonucleic versus ribonucleic. Oh, I bet you didn't think I knew that, right? Ask me me what it means. Use that in a rap song. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, did did you change something? Because all of a sudden I'm hearing myself. I didn't do anything. No. Maybe and now I'm some, not again. Maybe it's something. Or no, you, I am. No, maybe it's something you did. I mean, I'm just staring at my screen. I'm not. I haven't pushed a button or nothing. I can stop my DAW recording because nah, my, keep my that going. no, no, my DAW recording is recording you. It's fucking pointless. So that might be a problem. Well, now I shut it off, and maybe you're not hearing the echo anymore. Right? Yeah. No. Now I'm not. Hearing myself. Maybe something about the doll recording was feeding back through. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't know how, but it sounds mm-hmm. made up. Well, you're, awesome. record- you're recording in your... Uh, the other thing, though? My dude Radster. Yeah. My dude Radster. <laughs> that would be a pretty cool piece of equipment. A nice piece <laughs> of kit. <laughs> dude Radster? Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite piece of kit. That's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you said that. I hate that phrase so much. Yo, and this uh, just real quick, guys. Uh, you know that you saw the admin rules when you joined the group. This is not a kit group. We're not talking kit. <laughs> We're talking podcasting and podcasting editing skills. Potentially podcasting opportunities. But I would prefer if you kept that in the professional <laughs> development. What is Aru? Why did you give me an Aru? Because there was like a little transitional sound in there in that voice that you were just doing. So again, uh, I don't know. much appreciation if you would just keep the kit talk. I don't know. Somewhere else. Not interested. Uh, By the way, somebody just want to put it out there. Some of the very best talk, uh, some of the very best shows, uh, they don't have great equipment. They don't need it. <laughs> hey, the Beatles didn't have a DAW. <laughs> Beethoven did not use uh, Audition. Do you think he used sound fonts? His sound font, his sound font was his mind. It's gonna be it's gonna be 2040, and you're still gonna be talking about sound fonts. That's every Jewish name beat before 2003. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we play, Dave? What um. Since this is going to be a wasteoid episode of loser <laughs> shit, what, <laughs> what else can, uh, can, I, can I? I don't know. Um, you want to talk a little bit? You want me to clear out the lane for you a little bit to give your thoughts about uh, DMX? Because that, that was like some really bad news. I mean, yeah. You know, that sucks. That's, I was, the only thing I was going to say about DMX was like, I, I like we were texting about this. I think right that I that I was like um, revisiting 
which I think probably a lot of people like around our age probably were revisiting the DM, the DMX catalog. You said you did too, right? Yeah. Well, I listened to that first album. That's all I did, but I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And I, I was, I was like all through the weekend. I was listening. I still was today listening to some DMX. And, um, the one thing I, I think that maybe it's all the subsequent years where not just rap, but all music has become, has just kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, man. And I'm sure I'm not the first one to try to say this, but music has just, has just like, it's like paint that's been absorbed into the wall. It, there's nothing, there's no contour to it. There's no texture. There's nothing to it. And mm. like this guy was somebody who was, there was super texture to this guy. There mm-hmm. was so much texture to him. Um, rappers these days are like, I don't know. I know a lot of people have like, I know people love this like movement of hip hop today, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it has any of the humanity of, yeah. of like DMX was, his style was so supremely human. He was like, just like a big gaping open wound on the stage. It was awesome. So fucking good. And um, I don't know, just, just something bygone. And it, I think yeah. that the only other thing I wanted to say is that like, I think that it has a really special, He's like a hyper-targeted artist in terms of like his demo where I, everybody loves him. Everybody knew him. But specifically for, for people who were like a little like our age, who were like a little bit too old to be millennials, but a little bit too young to be Gen X. Like, I don't think Gen Xers really connected with DMX. But like, I don't know. There was like that that little slice of era where if you were like 20 years old in the year 2000, mm-hmm. like then this was just specifically... It was made for you. It was music that was made for you. Well, it was all the good things about underground hip-hop with all the good things about mainstream hip-hop all rolled into one. And I I think more than anything, I think he is such a character. And I think that's something that we all love so much. You don't see that a lot nowadays. Like, you know, I guess Kanye West maybe. But um, like all of the Lil rappers, though, they all are just completely interchangeable as far as their, like, personalities. It's all just kind of the same shtick, but DMX yeah. was like this specific thing. I'm trying to think with my limited knowledge of, of hip hop these days, who still personifies that sort of like, I, I mean, it's hard to use the word joyful, but I really do mean it. Like, it's like, like a wink and a nod and like a real, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm out here doing this. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I love this. This is fucking so much fun to me type mm-hmm. of attitude. I don't know that much about the guys out right now, but the only one I can think of who seems that way is Post Malone, who seems like he's like Maybe. in on the joke or not even really the joke. It's more like he's he's built this thing and he's like taking it out for a test run. He's like, how does this, you know, persona fit? What do you guys think? And of I, I still shit? don't really know what he is because like I, I've heard, I think, two, maybe three of his songs and yeah. I would liken it more to the Backstreet Boys than rap music, but I know he's really? technically a rapper. Right. But I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it from the the couple of songs I've heard. That is true. A lot of people that like are or have been categorized as rappers, at least to me, I thought that they were always referred to in that conversation of rappers. I listen to a lot of their stuff and try to give it a shot, and it's like there's no rapping happening. No, no rap. Yeah. No. And way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it bad. Like I'm not gonna like like say that it's terrible without like listening to a full album or something, but it's just not how much it's not rap music. How much Frank Ocean have you listened to? 
Uh, not much. I've heard a f- couple of singles. I've heard a few. I've heard some Frank Ocean, and it's good. But I don't. It's like not rap music though. It's he's so then. Well, why I thought is he, he was R and B. Oh, see, right? I always thought that he was supposed to be a rap artist, a hip artist. We just artist. have no clue. We have no clue. The two. No idea. No fucking <laughs> really clue, man. Just I'm fucking don't. done. I'm done. This is the part that I always tell you about. The part where your ears go stupid and you stop. Yeah. It stops making sense. And even like some of the people, whatever, like some of the people you knew about, the, they just disappear. You thought that they were going to be the next music that was going to bridge you. You thought they were going to be the next like Wu-Tang or the next fucking Dinosaur Jr. or something. Like what happened to Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros? What happened to that guy? Gone. It, Who I, knows? I, I, Nobody knows. He must be around there. somewhere. No, he's not. He's not. Could could be playing Life is Beautiful. That's going to happen. What happened apparently. to Neutral Milk Hotel, Dave? <laughs> was that actually a group or was that an album title? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> it was a group. It is a group. I would presume they're probably still around. Like, what happened to, like, the, you know, where have all our heroes gone, Dave? It's true. Well, you and I were talking about this. What is it that has in the modern culture of, like, a million post-watch and re-watch shows and series and and uh, talk series after the show is over and a thousand blogs and articles and shit written about the latest episode of Ray Donovan or whatever. Like, oh, tonight's Ray Donovan. Ray gets a little frisky with the, you know, Colombian housemaid or whatever. And, like, uh, there's articles about that. There's podcasts that do, like, you know, billions of wrap-ups you know about like like uh, and but why is that like i guess we'll call it vulture culture where it's like Mm -hmm. the you know like you pick apart the pieces of original content that's being made Uh why are all the vultures so hungry for tv and tv movies and games Mm -hmm. and they don't give no culture vultures give a fuck about music yeah nobody's out there making podcasts or reaction shows i mean yeah of course you're gonna say like well here's like seven examples of people doing it but like for the most part i mean like commensurate with the space that that genre or that that and uh, and even when they do exist even when they do exist they, they, they have to have like a like a very specific niche or some kind of like hook to make people care about music like it right. has to be what does this music mean to this or how does this music or, music or compare to an that ap- an appeal to nostalgia yeah or that definitely yeah like the the there's a, a great podcast that i've been listening to um uh it's basically i'm i'm not going to give them a free plug because fuck that but you can find it it's a show that's about like um show uh songs that defined the 90s basically yeah and um it's it's a great podcast i can't like front it's really well made and the guy who writes it is really good uh but like can i just do a series of 60 songs that came out this year or the last three years and have anybody give a crazy yeah like uh, like deconstructing you had this idea a brilliant idea i thought of, and you know what? Fuck it, because we're probably not going to make that show. So if somebody hears it, no. go crazy, have fun. If you if you want to do a music podcast that nobody will listen to, enjoy. But like, um, the idea was to just like immerse yourself over the course of like what was it like a week in one song with re- replaying uh-huh. it, re-listening to it, and then 
um, revisiting it every day with somebody else who's also doing the same thing and trying to, I guess, you know, plumb layers, like get through. Yeah, see what new things pop out at you. And like, because, you know, each time you listen to a song, your relationship with it changes a little bit. I mean, that is a real thing. Um, It's just who wants to sit and talk about it and then who wants to listen to those people sit and talk about it. Yeah, and then also, like, presumably, is this music that is already evocative of something? Like, is this widely popular music? Is this music that the person is already very familiar with? Or is this, like, a new track, like the, you know... Um, like our old bit on this show, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, do I have to? Do I have to? Yeah. Which we got to do again sometimes. We got to do another, do I have to? Yeah. All 25 hours of Banshee. (laughs) Do I have to make an entire (laughs) podcast of Banshee? (laughs) Do I have to? (laughs) That's that's an open ended new show new feed new i want create a twitter for it create its own hosting website launch its own wordpress the whole the whole thing schedule some live shows branding full logos brand book brand voice proprietary uh, 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 drops and you know <laughs> interstitial music to talk about the three seasons of ba- of Cinemax's Banshee. Can you imagine us just putting out little messages on all of our other podcasts? Like, okay, just so everyone knows, uh, th- this podcast going on a little hiatus while we start our Banshee. Podcast. We're really podcast. going deep. You have like eight guest hosts lined up for piecing it together, and you're like, listen, guys. I yeah. need to push all everything on the calendar by about three months because <laughs> we're going to get this. But we have a feeling it's going to really be something when we get it going. It would probably be the most popular thing we do. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But probably. if we tried to do um, like a, a, an entire series on Metallica or something, or mm. I, I don't know, like what is... What is a better select like uh, Jason Isbell? Like, I mean, we mm. wouldn't be able to get a single download. <laughs> I mean, it would be an excuse for me to just spam the Jason Isbell fan club. I mean, <laughs> just listen to my podcast. Hey guys, you recently talked about Jason Isbell. This twenty seventeen's got got a ride of mine. <laughs> got a ride of mine. Got a ride of mine. That's the name of his album that he came out with in 2017. Uh huh. That's a good one. I got like a ride. That. Got a ride of mine. <laughs> I thought it was got a ride a mine. It's either one. It really says more about you, what you hear. <laughs> got a ride. Got a got a riot divined. What are you looking around for a fucking exit? You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Why are you like so, edging towards the door? In your someone someone sniffed my leg. Dumbwood. Someone sniffed my leg. I wanted to see who it was. So, sound like a fucking dummy. <laughs> So all that is pretty sad or cool, depending on your perspective, I suppose, on whatever random thing we were talking about. Um, 
Dave, here's yeah. a question for you. Yep. Okay. And I don't want you to spare my feelings. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, is, uh, at, at the end of his life, there will be a pendulum. At the end of everyone's life, there's a pendulum. And it, it, it represents a balance of whether or not during your life you were funny or not funny. And mm-hmm. it takes into account when you were hot shit when you were a little kid and you made the whole class laugh. Or maybe during the little, when you were a little kid, you were shy and introvert and you didn't. And maybe you came into your own when you were in your 20s and you're, or you found your friends. You found those people that are really your people. You became funnier then. Or maybe that's when you became an introvert. Or maybe that's just when you were really focused on work. You didn't have time to be funny. But uh, you age into you know the funny dad, or you age into the the dad that has like the the, the terrible, boring, stupid jokes, and then the mm-hmm. old man who just stares sullenly into the fire, or the one who's like jovial and um, still continues to make people laugh. But on balance, you go through a bunch of you go so you go through a bunch of those phases during your life, right? But on balance, at the end of your life, you got the you got the meter right here. Sure. And on balance, you're funny or you're not funny. At the end of his life, what will Bill Mars balance Ooh. be? Oh, that's a tough one. Tough one, right? That is really, really hard because... Uh, He's at- really tanking it right now. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the last he- nine, ten years have been a real like rocket into the... Just pointed directly at at the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it... A lot of the things he's still he's like getting in trouble for, quote unquote, now, nowadays are the same things that I used to defend him for. Like where it was like, like, yeah, you don't say that, but like, you know, it's kind of he's making a point and he's sticking to yeah. that point and he's being funny while he's making that point. And maybe people don't think it's funny because they don't agree with it. But he there was a joke there and certain people got it and laughed about it. But yeah, now it's just just the act of having that show just seems trite and and lame. Yeah, and a real power play. It's very pathetic. It feels very <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. It, it it's <laughs> um like it's it's really just kind of holding on to let me let me not downplay it. Still a significant amount of influence and whatever cachet in this bankrupt culture that we have, right? To what is he on Friday nights, right? He's on every Friday night on like the most popular um, premium cable show or premium cable channel. Uh, He's got a news show for an hour, an interview show that's very prominent, you know? But like what he's come to represent is so. Remember, what was it? The the one that the the time, and he, he probably got bad before this, but the time that I specifically remember was one time he had Ben Affleck on. And mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, um, for some reason, in all the memes afterwards, the like or the you know the the video wrap ups and the shit on social media, generally said that like Ben Affleck had lost the argument. But like if you rewatch that, Ben Affleck clearly won that argument that they were ha- having, and I think it was over um, Israel Palestine, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And um, Ben Affleck, along with along with being right on the issue, Ben Affleck was was um, was also a more convincing argument. He like made a more convincing argument. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that was like the, the, uh, that, I don't remember when that, but it was probably when Argo came out. So like maybe nine years ago or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. Seven years. I don't know. And, um, 
that was around the time that I became aware, like, wow, Bill Maher, I haven't really thought about him a lot, but I, what I used to think about him was that he was funny, even though I didn't really know much about him. And now I realize that he's like, not fucking funny, man. He fucking sucks. He sucks so bad. Yeah. Well, th- and this is a thing too, like, this is a, this is a hard thing, but ever since Trump, I mean, we've talked about this with South Park, you know, I think that this kind of applies to him too, that it's been really hard to make like actually good comedy out of any of this stuff. Yeah. Politics and current events. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible to, and it's not the stupid thing that everybody says where it's like the, the common, the, the real life is the comedy. (laughs) It's, it's just that it's, it's not about it being funny. It's about it being abject and pathetic. And it like, it, it it feels, it feels bad to laugh at it because it's abject and pathetic, like everything that's happening. And also it's kind of like, like laughing at yourself. Like there's some, there's some perversity in laughing at yourself too much. And that's kind of what you, if you have to sit back and laugh at this shit that is just broadly happening in the cultural consciousness and like politics, which has become like basically the second tier of, of culture now, like to sit and laugh at it is like, is like, it feels like very self-deprecating to the point of being very depressing. It's yeah, depressing. I mean, we're, we're we're pointing this at Bill Maher, and I think that it's fair to use him as the example. But you know, Colbert, John Stewart, like they they all none of them are particularly funny anymore, or fit for the moment, maybe. Like, yeah, I, I you know, like I I gotta say, I've discovered a lot of people, particular most of them in podcasts, but in the last like five or six years, some of them are on like whatever YouTube YouTube, or they have their own little shows, or they do their own little weird, they do their weird shit on Twitter. Um, and I found like lots of comedy in the last five years in those corners, but I feel like it's a losing proposition to be 2015 Stephen Colbert. Like mm-hmm. you're going to lose no matter what, because you are tied to this anchor, which is legacy media, this mm-hmm. monolithic, enormous, um, like j- just, just, a uh, you know, sheets and sheets and sheets of of um standards and practices that you have to adhere to and just uh, a maze of walls that you're kept inside of that you can't and, and like and also you're just hitting that part of your life where you're like fifth in your mid 50s where you're probably naturally going to start losing your edge and stop being as funny even yeah. even if you were given carte blanche and you were given like um all the resources, you know, to do something edgy and cool and funny. Look, they did that with David Letterman. They gave him a mm-hmm. show. They let him have the fucking beard. They let him like do it the way he always wanted to, wearing a baseball cap, sitting in a living room, and interviewing the literal like ten most famous people on the planet. And that show fucking sucked. That show was <laughs> boring as hell. They gave every single thing in the world. They gave, I, I think, on the last contract, they gave Howard Stern a billion dollars. His show sucks shit. It's awful, a billion times worse than like it, anything that he that he used to produce in the eighties, nineties, whatever after the two thousands or whatever. Back when he was on terrestrial radio, you know what's a harder one for me than than any of these guys is uh, Marin, because I I feel like Marin is a little bit more like dialed into just being some guy having conversations, which is 
on its own is already better than being dressed up in a suit with like millions of dollars worth of production quality all around you and all that stuff, you know? So it, it's, it's better just by that nature. And I like him, but at the same time, I just, I don't listen to it anymore because it's like, who cares? Well, my understanding of Marin though, and I don't, I don't listen to Marin at all anymore either, but I've heard from people that he is like, whatever you can turn on any like random episode, and just hear him talking to like, uh, you know, like Zack Snyder or something like that. And, and and apparently he still has a fucking fastball on his interview. His interviews are still very good, mm-hmm. apparently. Which there's a weird there's a weird um, thing that people do where they like there's so many weird rules about interviewing, right? Like not putting yourself at the center of it. But mm-hmm. then also somehow like the people who are best at doing it do put themselves at the center of it. Like like Howard yeah. Stern, everything is a, kind of about himself. And, you know, um, same like, you know, if you want to like extend that to the like absurd level, then like you think of the various characters that Sasha Baron Cohen does. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're incredible interviewers because of what they're able to get out of the people. But by centering themselves, like they're kind of the joke, the big joke. And then the people that they're you know purportedly interviewing they they pull great they pull gold out of them that's what howard stern does he pulls gold out of people yeah not anymore but he used to i suppose and like i wonder when you're like a funny guy like stephen colbert or some somebody like that like maybe it it must really neuter you to have to become an interviewer Mm. you should have probably just always been a sketch comedian you like how how can you expect and it's funny because that's the dream job is becoming right. a, a a talk show host, right? That the, all these guys want their own show where they yeah, you get you know, to have a variety show that's every freaking night and all this money to do whatever you can think of. What what like element of music production were you the absolute worst at? Do you think I would say? How about marketing? You're bad at marketing. You're not a good sure. Marketer. Like, sure. you know, just like wrangling up a bunch of people to go do something. That's not your area. Your area is oh, creation. terrible. So, like, what if you were so good at being a composer that I took you and, and put you in a position where, like, you were the top, top guy in charge of marketing? <laughs> and I was like, you're such a good musician. You have done some of the best um, compositions that I've ever heard. I want to take you and hire you and put you in charge of marketing for my my music company. And uh-huh. you'd be like, okay, I guess. Yeah, this is what I've always wanted. I get to build my brand. I get to be famous. I get to be like a big shot, you know, and do all this, this shit. And yes, am I going to be doing the thing I'm absolute worst at? And, and, and like nobody wants to see me doing? Yes, I'm going to be doing that. But oh well. And then that's what it's like when you take somebody who, I'm sorry, man, but anybody who watched like strangers with candy knows that Stephen Colbert is like bitingly viciously funny in a way that very few people have ever have ever been I mean like some of the darkest most fucked up shit has come out of him and those creators and the same creative team that he he still works with I think and I don't I don't know I don't I don't know how you watch that show that he does every night now and like and try to like I don't know jibe that with Try, try to like reconcile that with with what he he used to be it's crazy i i, I don't know how to explain that shit 
you sent me a clip like a week ago and it was like it was the worst thing that i've seen so in bad. so long. i think i wiped it from my brain i don't even remember can you describe it what was it was it was it like a was it like a um was it a, a animated thing yeah it, uh, honestly i'm kind of like a blank on it now too i just remember it was some, some it creates was... the stuff that the <laughs> clips that you see on Stephen colbert and jimmy kimmel and jimmy jimmy forte what's his name johnny forte what's his jimmy, jimmy fallon jimmy bobbles jimmy fallon if you see the clips that these guys and the other guys seth sethman's seth oh i remember i remember what it was now it, it creates it, it, dark po- it, wait hang on it creates dark clouds in your brain where like you can't find the the files you can't hunt down the memory what was i I seriously brought it up and could not remember it but i just remembered it now yeah it was gandalf saying you shall not pass to the coronavirus and then the coronavirus goes it is like a cartoon coronavirus and he goes oh well i'll go infect the white house staff or something something like that the trump white house (laughs) (laughs) one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and um Oh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or something. Um, oh, no, it was for the... Uh, <laughs> Dave, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Did you see the Jimmy Kimmel um, animated... <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I might have to show it to you. This was the day that, that Trump was kicked out. <laughs> Doesn't that feel so sad to watch? It like it makes you feel like like bugs crawling on the inside of your skin. It's that's actually that's actually worse than the celebrity singing Imagine back when coronavirus first. It's happened. much worse. It's, it's yeah, it's worse than the celebrities. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know why they do that stuff, man. Like, don't they want to be funny still? Is that something where who how I'm at, pick. Like try to try to explain to me the um like the the producers in the room that the executives in the room that are saying like okay well how about this what do people like what do people like uh that like the national monuments I guess people, oh my god what's funny Martin Luther King busting out <laughs> busting out of of his monument to dance over the election of a man who supported segregation, Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother level. I, I don't even want to go that far. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what to say about that video. That shit was so bad. What are you drinking there? Um, Sun-kissed orange zero sugar. Very cool. I don't imagine that this is substantively much different than um, LaCroix, right? I mean, that's basically, it's just like flavored water. Yeah, exactly. You're good. With a bunch of uh, fake sweetener in it. Oh my God, that was bad. That was, it hurts to think about that, right? (laughs) You either, you either die young (laughs) or... Get rich and die trying. <laughs> yes. You either get rich or you try dying. That's baby. how that that's how that goes. 
That was a uh, little movement that never went anywhere, right? We have so many news things to talk about, and I don't even want to talk about any of them. That was um a little movement that never really went anywhere, right? Like that IFC. Remember IFC was like launching two or three new comedies, like original comedies, every, I don't know, every six months or so. They would have like Comedy Bang Bang, and they would have uh, Whitest Kids You Know, and they would have... Um, the Marin and they had uh, Todd Margaret, which was a hilarious show that's been completely lost to time. You know what's funny, actually? Uh, all those shows you just mentioned, in my mind, they were Portlandia? all on FX. No, all those shows are on IFC. I, I forgot that I forgot IFC was a channel. Like I thought that I just combined right? it all in my in my brain. Yeah, that that IFC was kind of some of the cooler shit. Like seven or eight years ago, they yeah. really fell off. IFC don't fell off. They put out I mean, some are good, they still make, some good they still indies lately. Yeah, yeah. We actually this week's episode was an IFC film come true, uh, but yeah, they they put out some good like horror movies and stuff. They're like IFC Midnight brand, I think it's called. But um, yeah. but yeah, I don't I don't know about the channel though if that even still exists or has shows original programming or I don't know. I have no idea. They used to though. They used to have yeah. really good shows on. Yeah, all um, those shows you mentioned, those were all bangers. Yeah, true bangers. Uh, funny. That's what. That's like what Todd. Mar- that's what um David Cross was doing while uh while Bob Odenkirk was finishing up uh, Breaking Bad. He was doing Todd Parker. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know. Those two will always be linked. I suppose. Like nobody. Will oh ever yeah. Know. Like, and they should be. Like me and you. I think so. I think that that fits. Yeah.